Thank you so much for joining me on another episode of Minding Your Business. This is Shirley and I'll be your host. Stay tuned. Evolve, we are trying to move on to um, another level, another stage of our lives. And more and more, we are setting rules. Some people feel uh, standards of rules as well. There are laws for people to abide by. But we want to know, um, a lot of people set standards. People are just followers. You know, you just follow people's standards. You try to meet up or you try to um, settle. So let's know who sets the standards and who is to follow them. actually watching you know and um, yeah so your status i follow them up and um you throw you throw a lot of things and i feel this topic you're going to do so much justice to it because a lot of us want to um want to operate in a particular level but we actually don't know where to begin from or how to even like go about it how to set standards and um, you know, some people will say there are certain places that you get to that you have to, um, you know, just behave like the Romans. But wh- where are those places that we have to either settle or where are those places that we have to be firm with the rules or levels or standards that we set for ourselves? So first, I would like you to introduce yourself. I've already um, sent that, but yeah, you, um, I think there are some things about you that maybe we don't know about. So just a brief introduction. Uh, okay, first of all, I want to really apologize for always setting up the date. Fine. I feel like I'm not settled into my new reality of a roller coaster every day. So, thank you for this opportunity. I think it's um, a huge one to be able to share some of the thoughts that I have, and I feel privileged to be here. Um, so, about me, um, at this stage in my life, I'm evolving into so many things. So, mm-hmm. it would take me a little while. I'll need to pause and think okay. to really say, okay, who is like, okay, the introduction, what is Ophonimano and who is Ophonimano? It would take me a while to pause and think. But then, if you need titles, I'll go with the usual, right? Founder of Family Africa. Yeah. Founder of Africa, yeah. Um, which other thing? I'm so many other things. I think we should, we should just stop there. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. I don't think it really matters. Okay, okay. That's <laughs> There's a lot going on. I'm an author. Yeah. Um, uh, there's just so many things. <laughs> I get to that point. So we constant self-discovery, constant personal development, constant 
you know, making sure that your life is going to be something and not just to you, but to other people. So if you remember, we were part of a student's club. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's ILC, right? ILC, yeah. Yeah, that's true. You would see there's usually a pattern. Mm. There's, there's usually a pattern of people who are going to trailblazers. Uh, uh, there's usually a pattern. Mm. And yes, I do not have the survey, or I do not have the statistics to back this, but from um, ex- experience or just observation, you would notice that people who are going to take their life seriously. They are going to be there's going to be a track mm. you will see that this is what they did if mm. you check a whole lot of other people that did this this is how you know their life turned out mm. because they were bowling or the, like I said bowling because <laughs> they were going you know they were coming together with a particular set of persons a community mm. there's a certain thought pattern process there's a certain thing that these people have agreed on mm. and they are living by there's a particular information that is that is a basic thing that has to do with everybody there. So everybody that was part of ILC was seeking personal development yeah. opportunities, seeking to be social impact leaders. Mm-hmm. There was just something, you know. So even if some of us were not really sure, but then there was there was a yearning to be more. That's true. That's true. Yeah. That's so so going, true. going forward. I, I like to say um, I was I was to do an interview one time, and then I told somebody that truly, if you think about it, um, I'm in a place where most persons are from CU, Covenant University, mm. they're from you know top 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 school. Um, some persons came down here from Harvard, mm. like literally, right? Some persons went to the University of Pennsylvania. All the all the all the all the big big names. Right, mm-hmm. but what is how come that you are the like you are the only person from that? Do you know what NGU is? NGU is like inside me. <laughs> oh you, my god! You can call me. Yeah. You can call me less privileged. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because yeah, everything true. is working against you. Mm, yeah, right? that's that's so true. That's so true. So how is it that? Amidst all of this, you decided, or somehow you turned out this way. How is it? Mm. You know. Yeah. So it, it is very this topic about standards. It's just I think it's really important because I do see, like you said, I do see how people just go with the flow. Mm. That's true. That's it's true. happening here. Let's go there. A lot of people, a lot of people don't just know what to do. They don't just. I just feel like, I just feel like, um, you know, it's. I think one of the reasons, like for me personally, one of the reasons why I, I got into this, um, I'll I'll call it a path, or rather, why I decided to still be on this path is because of, um, the exposure I received, you know, outside of school. Like I was very determined. I was very um curious about this other life you know when i see people actually i see people actually women doing very well i i i had this i had this drive of either going to their linkedin profile to check like things that they have done and i like i want to start like being on that path you know like for example if you win an award now 
and I've been admiring for a long time. I go and check up, like, what did Orphan do to get to this point? Like, like I, I'm not trying to compete with you, but if I want to get yeah. there, I have to be on that path. I cannot be on another path and be wishing for what you have. Like, I have to pay the yeah. price. Yeah. You get. And I feel a lot of people, a lot of people just feel like um, they don't want to set the standard. They don't want to pay the dues. Yeah. It, just like you trying to lose some weight or yeah, like you have to. Like it's very very necessary. Like try this uh, current. I call them our current generation that wants the whole um, the whole get quick lot of um, lifestyle. It's possible, but at the end of the day, you still have to pay the dues. Like if you want to get to this place under five years, and person that got this maybe got there with 10 years you have to do like there's something my boss to them you have to work twice as hard and twice as smart if you want to cut corners like you have to be you have to work double you know and i feel that standard is very necessary like sharing now that is it a crate of egg or panadol that i heard about okay i think it's panadol that is um three thousand naira Abby, how much now yeah. and so our cost of living is increasing <laughs> It's not even the standard of living is increasing. The cost right. of living is increasing. And the standard of living is actually reducing by the day. Like, by the day, pe- people are no longer ready to put in that work. Like, it's crazy how we want a lot of things out of this life. But when it's time for us to put in the work, oh my God. Like, we run, we, we really run away. So for you, I just like, I like the fact, I think one of the things that, I've admired about you for so long is the fact that you put in the work and you know I think one of my guests we spoke about um productivity and staying busy they are two different things they are two different things you've been productive and you staying busy a lot of people are very busy like 24 hours is no longer enough for us again but um something I've really admired about you is that you're not busy you're productive you understand me like um you are not I think it's crazy how Physically, we have had one conversation, like one. I can still remember, like like we have had one conversation physically, one, and it was like I think in front of your apartment with Charles. Yeah, I think so. It's like, okay. <laughs> like we've had just one conversation, and that's you can imagine how many years ago, and that's talked like that's to show the impression that you didn't even know you had on. You know, like you were just you were just having that chit chat that day, but you didn't know you were just dropping some things, and you created you created a um what I created an impression on like the kind of person, and that's really caught like my attention throughout the years, and the fact that you're being productive, and I see a lot of people. I'm in a space where I interact with different kind of people, like different kind of people, different kind of mindsets, and. I want my listeners, because um, most of my listeners are actually students even back at school. I really want them to understand. That's why I was very particular about your story. Like, what really got that fuel pumping? Like, because um, you are you are even in charge of so many girls, like Fem Africa, young women that have dreams and are trying their best to, you know, meet up those dreams. Like, what got that vision and made you who? Like, I really, really like. I'm very call it call it an apocalypse section like i really want to know like <laughs> i really want to know like what really got you into that part because is it that you um your family or you just maybe read a book or you were in a space that you saw someone and you were like no no like if this lady can get to this part of her life then i can actually do that like what's the story 
Okay, so let me start with Family Africa. So I said Family Africa um, in school, okay. right? But at the time, it wasn't Family Africa, it was another name. Why I changed it was because it, it was sounding like a religious organization. I mm. didn't want to understand, so I changed it three years ago. Okay. So Family Africa, where I like officially registered. Okay. Um, I started because there were lots of females I don't have any sisters. Mm. I'm the only female child and I have brother, technically five. Wow. Right? And I have seen throughout I mean, we went to the same school. Mm-hmm. There was something dominant in any prostitution was Oh good. Yeah. It was easy. In mm. fact, the whole of Bielsa's thing mm. was very easy. Mm. Somehow, everybody knew which girl was sleeping with which, which politician. Oh my Somehow. That's true. That's true. Well, it was just a common knowledge because Bielsa is quite small. Yeah. And finally, I remember that um, one of my roommates, I mean, there was just so much, so much smart girl, everything. But she was she was selling herself so low. Hmm. You know how you are capable of building a multi-million dollar business, but you choose that it is crumbs you want. Yeah, that's how smart it is. But she chose that. I cannot make it in life. Hmm. My parents are poor. Can you go call this one, that one? So there was just a lot of excuses. Yeah. And it really it was in relation to money. Yeah. And for me, I was school was my side side also. I say that before. Because <laughs> I was doing quite some business in school. Okay. So I was like, okay, I think I can I can do it. I'm doing it. Maybe I can put a few people together. Maybe do some kind of classes. If I don't know too much, I can invite um, my mentors to come teach. Because I feel like these females, these women are capable of more. Mm-hmm. Don't know it yet, so I can help them to know it. So I did a lot of speaking. I would go to, I'll go to classes like before my lecturer comes. I'll give a talk. I mean, I dared myself a lot. You know how like you are in a department and like there are people who just want to joke around. Are you are you bold enough to want to be serious to talk about um, something about maybe vision, mm. goal setting? You're just sharing mm-hmm. over the time. Built me influence in my department because I was that person that looked like I had said <laughs> only because I was able to communicate and like yeah. tell people that seriously you can, you can do you can do more mm. right so that's how it started for me and then uh, I do think that I have an advantage though because I don't want to sound like oh I have been all. I, I, I do think that I have an advantage. I grew up in a bookstore. My dad owned a bookstore. Oh, so okay. I grew up in a bookstore and my dad's bookstore didn't have storybooks. Mm. So the only thing I had to read was books on ambition, money. Uh, so that was my advantage. Okay. However, I recognized that some persons did not have all, yeah, all sure. of that. That's true. You know? That's true. Yeah. Some persons, I realized it was a shocker to me when I got to Bielsa State and I realized that most of my friends did not have their parents 
living together. Yeah, that's another thing. Yeah. I, I recognize the fact that, okay, that could have also been like an influence. So it was just me trying to make a difference, just trying to help the people in my um, small space. Mm. So, and then it now looked like I had sense because a lot of people wanted to identify with me. Some of my mentors thought it was like a great idea. So they would sponsor some of the events after school. Mm. You know, I just, you know, you know, when you start something, that's something I say, even if it's a business, right? It may not make sense, but when it starts, people want to identify with you. Hmm. That's true. You know, because sometimes they are yearning to do what you have the boldness to start. Yeah. Even if you have not figured it out. Mm. At this point in Founded Africa, there's a lot of things we've not figured out. But there are organizations that want to partner. Mm. Because mm. they see a future in that. And then in the near future, they don't want to beg for partnership. It, it should just come because they have it their own. Exactly. Exactly. So that's uh, one of the things that for okay. and that's like the approaches you wanted. <laughs> Demo, what do you want? <laughs> you know, like like you talking um about like um NDU for those people that I like people have been hearing about um NDU it's called Niger Delta University. And uh, we call it Nigeria University Weber Force Island. I forget to put it at any time, even when I'm even writing or filling a form. But Nigeria um, <laughs> University, like I remember when I think it was in my two, was it 200 or 300 level? Um, I got an opportunity. I got a job overseas, and uh-huh. and I think somebody I was supposed to take over from someone. She was going for her PhD, so they needed someone to like fill fill, uh, fill up her spot. And a Nigerian, sadly, <laughs> I'll use the word sadly in Nigerian. And so they said, okay, why, why don't we get someone from her country as well, you know? And of course, they have to do the whole background check. I, I didn't lie on my CV. I told them I was in my, is it either, I think I was either in 200 or 300 level. I actually told them what I was studying. And they asked, of course, like, do you know this school and everything? And she said, no, that's if we check on Google. Um, that school is actually known on Google at all. Like, if you check on Google, you see only, you know, the, you know what NDU was known for, the, the crimes and everything. Mm-hmm. So that actually made me to to lose like that job because it was now like, um, they, they, yeah, they can't be associated with such a school. And then um, I think I won an award in my 300 level, and I got to Abuja to take the award. And lucky enough, the um let me not use let me not use their term but looking of the officials government officials were around from Bayesa. And of course they I had the opportunity to go and say hello. And the first thing they asked me was what am I doing here? Do you understand? Like <laughs> like like it could show that like and that made me I think that when I whenever I get all those interactions like you can't be from that school. Like do you get that's really weird like it really fed my ambition in life and you you are so right a lot of young girls then even currently now in school um they have set so many false standards for them so they call it standard and crazy enough that's what they call standard like that is what yeah. they actually call standard like and you you see the level of entitlement that they want to keep to the standard like like the world owes them like if you cannot keep to it then you just you know like they don't communicate with you anymore and i feel that th- 
they are actually false standards. Let's agree on that, that they are actually false standards that people set for themselves. And um, I feel um, most of the people that are actually falling prey to not demanding more for themselves are sadly young girls. Um, we like we we like a lot of things but we hardly pay the price like whenever i see a young girl trying to pay the price i think that's one of the reasons why they call it um now i think i'm starting to learn more about the masculine energy when they see young girls like us trying to spend for our own money trying to be an alpha in our career um they start telling us that we are having masculine energy we're trying to do we're trying to do what the men are doing but they don't know that we are trying to set their levels that we want to get to you know and so now let's let's take it let's take it to another route um the standard of living as regards um standard standard rather standards as regards your career um in career development for example because there are lots of people now that are actually thinking about either starting a career or even changing careers it's not too late to change a career i used to tell people it's not too late to change a career um what 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 should they look out for how should they actually set standard because another thing that i myself i'm still trying to learn i've been taking courses even how to even set, set standards as regards um finance so um so yeah, so how do people set this standard for themselves as regards the professional part before we come into before we come in- Let's talk about the money area. How do you set standards for yourself as regards career, growing a profession, starting a business or growing a business or being a professional person or career person? How do you set standards for yourself? So the first thing I'm going to say is that chill. Hmm. Like, chill, just chill. Take a chill pill. Hmm. <laughs> it's funny. Um, we are Gen Z. Our blood is hot. We want to get in now. Yeah. And so we influences a lot of things. We make a lot of... We, we, we do plenty compromise. We, hmm. you know... Because we want it now. Mm. And then we use the people who have worked 40 years for their success to measure our own success. We Mm. just came home. Mm. Mm. We just came to this life. That's true. You see people like um, TF, okay, um, Tony Lumelu to measure our life. We are using their Mm. quotes. We are quoting them, doing all this one, that one. Mm. And then it worries them because the truth is that yes the world is moving fast but it becomes a standard if we decide that this is how my own life will move despite the world moving fast mm. you will see stuff like seven figure internet marketer <laughs> and you're thinking, oh, maybe, or maybe I should go into um, internet marketing yeah. you see stuff like Oh, I've been in the MLM space. I've done I've done internet marketing, made loads of money from there. Mm. I, I've I've done plenty of things, but then there's still more. So I said, take a chill pill because you're going to discover a whole lot about yourself. Mm. At some point, you will think that, and it's okay as a young person mm. because there's a, I I use this analogy, especially in my book. I said, if you step into a room. 
a house for the first time, when you open the entrance, the door, you will not know where the kitchen is until you move forward, take a step. Mm -hmm. You will not know where the bathroom is until you keep checking, you keep going. So it's more like self-discovery. What is what is it about me? Okay, at some point you thought that this was the career for me. But you go into at some point in my life, I thought that I wanted to really do anything. So I was interning facts. It was a job. I was I was working in a popular uh, publishing firm in Lagos. Okay. I thought that's what I wanted in my life. But I realized that almost I only felt that I wanted that because I've always been like in the publishing yeah. media space. So I thought that that's what I wanted. Yeah. So it was a whole, it was a shocker to me because, um, no, I don't want to sit down and be, I'm not a, in my mind, there are people who can do like one thing. They just sit down. It's that one thing that they're doing, you know, but, that's not how my own mind works, mm. right? Mm. I can't sit down and I'm editing a book that's 800 pages for the next <laughs> one week. I cannot do that. Mm. Yeah. Right? So at some point, I thought that, and that was a stage in my life, I thought that that was what I was going to do. That was, you know, my life. I really thought that was... But going forward, I realized, oh, well, that's not me. Yeah. Right? That's not the thing that makes me tick. Yeah. So there's a whole lot of self-discovery. So think of it like you um, digging the soil. You keep checking, you're discovering that, okay, this is what is inside here. Keep digging to check. And it's fine. That's why I say take it. If you if you can hear me, really take a chill, chill pill. Mm-hmm. Because there's a lot about you that you are yet to understand. There's a lot about you that you are yet to unlock. Until I don't want to um, divulge on certain things that I'm currently doing, but until I got here, I didn't even think I was capable of something. The way I reacted to the situations, I didn't know I was capable of doing yeah. that. Yeah. So there's still a whole lot you have to learn about yourself. So as regards to your income, your finance, your you know what you what business that you want to do, and it's okay. You are you are young. You may even dabble into a lot of businesses. And it doesn't mean that you are confused. It just means that you are finding out what it's about you. Yeah, you're not stopping. And it's funny. Yeah. And it's funny. And there's this, there's this um, deceit that our minds bring to us that, oh, okay, you've done this, it didn't work out. You've done this, it didn't work out. Maybe you're just not smart. Mm. They lie. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Because you realize that the more you keep digging, what the devil wants to do is so that you can just relax, you can just be depressed and say, oh, there's nothing, my life is going to be worth. But uncle, you're just 29. True. True. There's a lot to your life. And then, um, I was at a conference today, somebody asked a question, the person said, um, the person said, oh, I feel like my life, there's nothing was my life one of the uh, panelists she said can you just shut up <laughs> because it didn't came out from a, a place of deep pain because she said she, she she shared an experience that she's currently having with her mother okay. where her mother has cancer 
Mm. And so each time the wound needs to be cleaned, like the wound the mother has, yeah. needs to be cleaned, like the physical wound needs yeah. to be cleaned. She can, she can, she can feel the woman's bones and the pain mm. and everything. Mm. And you are alive. It's just that like you're having emotional issue. Mm. <laughs> you're feeling depressed. You feel like, oh, maybe I don't have that job that I want. Maybe I don't have that dress that I want. Maybe my business is not doing fine. It's emotional. Trust me emotional but then you now base your entire life worth on that particular thing so the lady was the lady was just really she was like can you shut up there are people who are struggling for a life to just breathe and you have even that one thing to breathe I was like, oh i made it when i was 40 does not matter so Please, can we all chill as young persons? Can we chill and take it one step at a time? And it's going to be fine. That income that will define your standard of living, mm-hmm. right? That 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 job, that that business. And I say this from a very personal space because I've, I've been there. I mean, I do think that I'm still self-discovering. Mm-hmm. I'm still digging deep to find out yeah. what is going to happen here. Am I going to be in communications for long? What's going forward? Yeah. Am I... Do I need to go back to HR? Do mm. I do I need to do this? Speak, I have a session with my mentor this week. She came to Lagos and she has been on my neck. We need to talk. If you're not doing this, you need to do this. These are not the plans that we had. Yeah. Yes, it's fine for you to keep discovering what exactly. Yeah. Should I do that? Should I leave the country? Should I stay here? It is fine. That's true. Take credit. The title of the book is Twenties and More. I really discuss on all of those uncertainty, uncertainties. And what we do is, it's like a river, you know, a big ocean. You are in the middle of the ocean. And you are there. You are in one spot. You are refusing to move. And you keep shouting, I'm drowning. Mm. But the truth is that if you try to make him find somebody that can say, oh, do this. Or somebody that can hold your hand. But if you stay in that spot, you are, still good. You are going to die. But if you wriggle your legs, if you try to make some kind of movement, if you, if you just do something, make that decision to okay I may not have it all figured out before I took this role in I may not have it all figured out somewhere in my heart I still want to do HR I still want to do this I still want to do that but I will start here because at some point passion is not going to I have passion for social impact yeah. family in Africa is what I want to do for long for the long run but on the short run, family in Africa does not foot my bills. It does not foot 1% of my bills. Yeah. Most of my income goes into family in Africa. So I cannot be expending I'm not getting anything and my job or any other thing to suffer. Because people are some of Fine. Just choose one side. 
even though you don't remain on that role for a long time, let it be that you started and then you found the light. Yeah. I'm supposed to take a CIPM exam. Okay. This, okay. And then I got an opportunity that made me to move, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I could not take the exam again. Oh, that was my excuse, by the way, because I was like, oh, you could have taken it if you wanted. <laughs> right? But then I realized that it's just need to make that move. Sure. I took a job that I spent only five months on the job. And thinking about it, I'm like, why did I even take that job? Sometimes my mind plays tricks on me. I'm like, I regret taking that job. Because it took, it, I feel like it took me a step back home. Mm. I've learned. I've learned when I'm starting my own agency. I've learned what not to do because mm. I have seen what went wrong in that particular firm. Mm. So the things that somehow, sometimes my mind says, "Oh, I regret that. I regret ever taking that decision. I should have been here. I should have been here." It's what opportunity I could have gotten if I had turned down that opportunity. I remember I take cognizance of the things that, the optimism inside all of it, the things that, you know, can work for me. Mm-hmm. Especially the things what not to do when I'm starting my own firm. Because I have started two, two businesses and they have failed woefully. Mm-hmm. And then I took it, I got that job and then I realized that why this particular startup is a startup why this was class startup is failing is the, the same thing, the same reason why. And so I took correction. I'm like, I actually wrote it down and said, these are the things not to do. Yeah. You have to put structure. You have yeah. to do this. You have to do corporate communication. You have to do this. Yeah. So no matter where you are, even if you're starting that small business where you're just make, maybe making pastries and all of that, if it doesn't metamorphose into that big restaurant, there's something you could have learned that's going to be beneficial to you. Yeah. So take a chill pill. Yeah. Learn. Leverage networks. Exactly. Leverage hmm. networks. And I, I don't know, but I think for me, I get emotionally when emotional when I talk about networks because I do think that I never got here. Mm. By all I know, mm. no, it's not by what I know because I've seen people who know stuff. Who, but then I keep my relationships with. My, my vertical algorithm mm. and I'm intentional about my circle yeah very intentional yeah so my mentors I know how to how to be on how to be fresh on their mind one of my mentors came to you should know Eldorado Solomon King yeah okay you should know her she had a speaking engagement here I made sure that I was in that event I made sure that like I made sure that I was useful to her. Yeah. At every point in time, I'm useful to her. Mm. She can pick up her phone. One time she called me, I need somebody, I need somebody to do this for me, do this for me. I, re- I recommended my...
to it's a remote role right yeah i have this right i have that role but it was never advertised hmm. it was never advertised so i do think that a lot of things will rise and fall on your relationships i say i'm not self-made i cannot be self-made hmm. the people who have invested in my life their return on investment is going to be large they should wait for me as in there that is so true like just wait for me like because i think what... okay yeah yeah please go ahead okay I'm going to say something. um like um I, i would like to pick up on the connections um going i think i'll use the word growing up i had a lot of people that were very very much interested in my growth because i think for some reason they saw me as um some of someone like you said that have sense <laughs> so so they were they were very particular about my growth like they were very very particular like um i couldn't do a lot of things that people were doing because um to them it would that take people who looked up, that people who looked up to you yeah like like and growing up um that put a lot of pressure on me that's why now i'm trying to do yeah like now i'm even trying to like it's now like i told i told someone yesterday i said um it's now i'm starting to to live like a young girl (laughs) because i had so much pressure that i couldn't mess up like there was like like I, i i can't even find myself not doing something not being useful not like you will just know like no matter how i want to hide myself like these people were always there and like you said being fresh on their minds i i didn't yeah. know how to like a lot of people want mentors but you know how um i don't know i was not one of those kids that didn't like coming close to the teacher i used to be very far <laughs> from the teacher not because i was doing anything wrong but i just I just felt like our conversations were going to be very stiff, so I stayed very far away from my teachers. And my mom is even a teacher, but I really stayed like very far away from teachers. And so it actually affected my relationship with my mentors growing up because, like, keeping those they they already set standards for me. Like you know, people actually set standards on you. Like they know, for example, often cannot do this. Like when when you hear them even talking about you, you said you were telling them like calm down, no, like like calm down, like <laughs> like calm down, <laughs> like they set they have so much they have they have set you in a particular level of like and that's why sometimes when when uh, for me when I don't meet a particular expectation or a particular um level, I get sad not because of myself because of the expectations that people have actually had on me, yeah and I feel a lot of we young people need to learn. It's not about you admiring someone's um, someone's gift. I've actually had people that people that actually call me their mentors, uh, and yeah. I discovered that they didn't. I think they were expecting. I, I don't know what they were expecting in that relationship, but um, they were not ready to put in like the work. I think they were expecting me to have um, to give them shortcuts, which I was actually giving to them, but they wanted something shorter. You know, when they have um, is this shortcut in understanding mathematics? Is that what they were calling it? That small book. 
So I think I think they wanted that, but they didn't know I was actually giving them the formula. But you have to go and apply it into different problems. But they wanted me to actually like do that for them and then give them the answers, you know, which. I don't have that time. I'm running my life, so you have to actually run yours as well. So I feel young people need to actually understand um, what even having a mentor is. I hear a lot of people say, uh, for example, yeah. Tony um, is their is their role model or is their mentor, and I ask them certain questions. I say, have you met him before? Have you had a conversation with him before? Um, like a lot of people actually don't understand what's what's been what mentorship is all about. And even when you have a mentor, you don't know how to keep this relationship or keep yourself fresh, you know, yeah. keep, keep yourself fresh in their minds, which is something that a lot of people have to be very intentional, very intentional about. But often I wanted to touch base about, you said something about the friends you have. Um, you're very intentional yeah. about your circle. Um, so growing up, uh, this podcast, I usually use myself because um, that's what best this podcast. Um, growing up, I was an area... I was an area mama. That's what they call them. You know those children that when they stand in front, people will not be all over them. That was me. Okay. <laughs> yes. So I was an I was I was an area mama. And <laughs> that's what they used to call me then. But I think when I started growing up, my circle started reducing. Like I I started having fewer people in my circle. You get and that happened and and it's not all about life, it's about being intentional. Like as you grow, I didn't understand what it means to actually um, be particular about the level of, or the kind of people you let into your space. I call it let, let into your universe. You know, like um, you're trying to grow. In, you're not. You're, and I think something that I want people to understand, my um, listeners, you're not querying with these people that you are not moving along with. You are just yeah. growing to another stage. So I wanted to touch base on being setting standards when it comes to um your circle of influence like that's what they call it now so how did you do that because i'm sure like you said you were you were a source of attraction to a lot of people that wanted to be around you so how did you select like how did you get to your circle and how you still because I, I know you're still pruning so how like how do you like how do you set that standard of um of influence like when it comes to your friends okay um I think that there's um there's a the path where the wrong people just fall away mm. by themselves mm. because you are you are far. Mm. So they look at themselves and like this orphan is doing too much. I beg, I beg. So mm. they go mm. <laughs> by themselves. Yeah. They just go away. Yeah. Then they're the ones that are like leeches that I had to pull off my skin. Not in a rude way, please don't, don't misinterpret that. Not in a rude way, but in a way to. So, I'm not in that space with them any longer. I'm not having the conversations they want to have. I'm not. Um, they can now see that this is the path that I am deciding to stay on. Hmm. I keep giving it to them like that. So they make certain jokes and there are people from maybe your primary school or secondary school or maybe university, you know, that make certain jokes and then they expect you to laugh about it. Oh, that's true. That is so true. Yeah. They expect you to laugh about it because like, you know, maybe that's who you used to be, mm. right? Yeah. Or, <laughs> I don't laugh about it. Mm. 
I don't laugh about it. I I don't do the rude face, but then <laughs> I do, I do. <laughs> <laughs> and they begin to get the gist that yeah, they are no longer that person. Exactly. You don't want to have those conversations. Mm. You don't want to be in that space. Mm. So another thing that I do is that for some persons, I realize I I, I see that they are willing to learn. And so I give them the opportunity to learn, not to put myself as the, the almighty person, mm-hmm. but just to be able to help them to grow in their own, like I'm, I'm not pulling anybody along, but just helping. Yeah. For instance, I can recommend books to them. Yeah. I can say, okay, listen to this podcast. I can say, um, I think you should follow this person on YouTube. Mm-hmm. I, I recommend a lot mm-hmm. because I was intentional about not taking mentees. Okay. I have turned down a lot of it. I don't want mentees mm. because I know there's a commitment to it. Sure. I know, yeah, I know how much um, my mentor invests, how much time, how much I need to follow up on projects. Mm. So I need to be ready for it. And so I do general recommendations. I use my status a lot to share my thoughts. So if you can learn from there, learn from there. But I don't want to have to have that time where I'm, I'm, you know, focusing on one person to grow an area of their life. Mm. I really don't want that. And I don't want to lie to myself because um, it's not going to be tangible. There are lots of persons that call me mentors, but they know I'm not their mentor. Okay. They, they know because they have not had that agreement. Okay. Sure. Sure. I'm not your mentor. They just call me mentor. Sure. Like one of them that nominated nominated me for an award as the mentor of the year. I'm oh. not a mentor. Oh. But she feels that that she has learned a lot from me. Sure. Right. Sure. So maybe sure. that's why she did that. Sure. So again, my circle is very important. If you are not talking the things that I that I want to. If you are not going the places that I want to go to, hmm. if you are not calling the amount or the figures, if you are not, like, I, I'm not saying you have to be rich or whatever, but I'm saying there's somewhere you are going to. True. And there's no pride in this at all. We need to understand that we don't have to be apologetic about this. Hmm. It's not an emotional matter. Where you are headed is largely dependent on the people around you. Hmm. That's so true. Because someone that you're going to, if you're going to the island, for instance, or if you're coming to Lagos, for instance, somebody can dissuade, can persuade you to enter a bus that is going to to Atamawa hmm. because the person is your friend. Somehow, somehow the person gets you on board to Atamawa, but it's Lagos that you want to go to. So again. You can, at certain points, like I have, I segment my friendship. And we don't need to be emotional about it. The truth is that there's no unconditional friendship. Let's forget that thing. Mm. If somebody is not of value to you, it's straight by that panel, what are you telling me? If somebody is not of value to you, right? Yeah. It's a useless relationship. So, whether it's purposeful or not, for instance, for people who are purposeless, right? <laughs> If the only thing they're talking about is, oh, mm. there's this babe, or, oh, um, there's this, maybe we want to go and rob somewhere, whatever it is they're doing, they have an exchange of value. True. 
boys couple so let's establish that friendship relationship entirely straight by butter yeah it's not an emotional matter so don't say taking advantage no we are not taking advantage of we are exchanging value mm. so if you are not going to exchange value with tangible value then you have no business having that person in your circle and learn to segment people there are people who are in my life for a particular reason mm. I That's know true. at what point to sever that relationship. Mm. I know that going for, I know where not to. I know that these people can be like this. There are certain people who are rude. Normally, they are rude, right? But I know what I want to get from them because there are other areas of their life that I'm seeing value, and I know. How not to be their friend from that part where they have the opportunity to be rude to me? Mm. So I segment very well. I segment my relationships. I know the people that you know. If I have emotional issues, for instance, I could go to them and really break down and just bear my heart. Mm. I know the people who, if I need, um, if my career is doing somehow, or if I need, for instance. And then to do like a career switch, and I didn't know who to talk to. I felt dumb. I felt stupid. I felt somehow like seriously, I need a headway. And I know that this person is not going to pamper me. I go to the person because the person is going to give me the facts and the figures and lay it all out before me. Because yeah. sometimes we are not able to make those concrete decisions because we're emotional. Yeah. So you may need that one person. So I, in my book, I even talked about like relationship, and I segmented it. You need that person that has to play the devil's advocate. Hmm. You need that person who, who has all the ideas. You need that person who is the executioner. Mm. For me, to my friends, I am always the executioner. I don't get emotional about a lot of matters. When it has to do with other people, because the truth is that when it has to do with other people's business, you're, you're really logical. True. But in your true. own business, that's less out. You have to allow people to have the third eye for you. Yeah, that's true. So I, am, I segment it a lot. I know who is responsible for what part of my life, as in what that person can bring to the table, what me to, and for, to a large extent, if you're going to network with people of value, be the first person to offer value. Hmm. Hmm. Be the first person to offer value. Give them to, so already, for instance, already, you know that there's no amount of money that I want to offer Eldorado or Eldorado King. Sure. There's no amount of money I can give her. That will be Yeah. Operating in the investment banking industry. She's a finance woman. So how much do I have, please, Shirley? How much <laughs> do I have that I can give her? Yeah. But then I know the kind of value that I can offer to and it's service. Mm. The small, small gift, the small, small thing, the those things that I can't buy her a shoe that's worth 100,000. But what is that thing that will touch her heart? Can it be a throw pillow that has her face on it? Sure. So, all of those things, like, they are important and I hold on to them because I know that this person, I have to offer the person value first and be tangible so that when this person is thinking about I can tell you for sure that if there are Five persons sending her a message now. She wants she most likely open my own yeah. first or second. Open my message first or second. 
because there's something I'm offering to her that's beyond money that she already has. Yeah. And so relationships are important. What's about your friends, like your peers and everything, who are operating in a certain space? So I have a friend. I always post about him. Right. And, of course, people think that we are in a relationship. The level of value that man has brought my way, Mm. I can't shout. And it's it's, it's like, it's it's like, I don't know, because that's the way he sees me too. When he writes about me, he's like, you guys don't know who I'm talking about. But then you see that there's there's an equilibrium. Let me say equilibrium. Mm-hmm. Because demand yeah. and supply is meeting themselves. Yeah. So there's something you want in his life. And there's something I'm that thing I'm supplying. And there's something I want in my life. That thing he's supplying. Some of the opportunities I get is because he follows up on me. He makes sure that I'm accountable. Mm. Can you apply for that? Have you done this? Mm. Have you called that person? Mm. So I know that this is where he brings value to me. To other persons, there are other things. Sure. So please, don't think your horizontal and your vertical relationship, don't take them for granted. Sure. That's so They are most likely an opportunity that is worth $40,000 right now. Hmm. And I couldn't have had it if somebody didn't send me a link, just a link. Wow. Now, the person that sent me a link is different from the person that's gingered and encouraged me to apply. Hmm. These, are, these are two different persons in my life entirely. So yeah. one has access to the information. Hmm. One, the other one has the drive. So we need to make sure that we segment, we make sure that these people, like, these are the people in my life. Is there somebody you need to send your itinerary for the day, like for the week, for the month? Is there somebody you need to send your schedule to? Is there somebody that will make sure that they sync your calendar? They mm. make it sync so that you always get your notification. Is there somebody that needs to help you organize the parts of your life? I'm not a very organized person. <laughs> I'm not a very organized person. I look like an organized person, but forget it, I'm not. Mm. But then there's somebody that helps me sync everything. So everything is like, is is on one and so sometimes at least sometimes not all the time I try to stay on track and mm. not get overwhelmed yeah and so please take, take your relationship seriously and money can be everything for instance your your relationships oh my god I have a lot to say about this because it's, it's I'm like your relationships are very important mm. Mm. Um, <laughs> No, like, 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 what's what you're actually saying? As you're just saying it, it was actually like, um, like, you're actually hitting some some nerves, like even in my life, because, um, people don't really understand the value that people have. Like, hmm, that stuff is rhyming off, but people don't really understand the value that people have, <laughs> that people have in their lives. Like, um, we take people as, um. We don't, we don't actually place some values like the people that we're even supposed to place values on we're actually taking them for granted and the people that um the people that we are just supposed to like like you said segment them um from from, from our conversation i should know where you are in my life like i, I tell people like there are certain yeah. there are certain people that there are certain people that they would never like we have never had any conversation about my career before like it doesn't even come up 
Like it does like not in a million years, it doesn't even come up. Like whenever I don't talk about something, I'm talking about a particular like year in, year out, our conversation is about that thing. So it's not an like it's not it's it's not like, like an expectation on me, like when we're having a conversation, like anything is out of that thing that like I've gone to a point that I don't want to go hear about it. Like stick to mm. the memo. Like you get like I tell mm. them I tell them like stick to the memo. And um so a lot of us really need like we need to be very intentional about um a lot of things in our life. Like even um for for we even setting boundaries, setting standards, even in the place of work, even in the place of um um worship, set set as much standard as you can. And the crazy part of everything is the moment the moment you decide to operate in a particular level, the universe has a way. God has a way of bringing you to that point. That is like that is something that's something I really discovered about life. That the moment, like the moment you just say, I don't want to be operating under this level anymore. I want to be, I want to be in this space, I want to be in this sphere. Like the way things start coming, you will not even like you will just start because all all the universe or rather what God has been waiting for is for you to just decide. There's 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 a huge power in decision. Starts like just decide on the kind of life you want to live in, like the kind of standard you want to set. And you see people, um, there was a point, yeah, my podcast is all about we being very authentic and real. There was a point I was very, I was very, very, um, I was very consigned about the number of men that actually came to me, like the kind or the caliber <laughs> or the caliber of men that actually came to me as a single girl. And I kept on saying, no, I don't want this. Like, it's not because of they are good. Maybe they, they might fit into someone else's dream plan, but not mine. Yeah. You know, like and and I and in, immediately I decided to up my game. Like I di- I didn't just I didn't just use words like okay I need to have the, I need to put it. I I started walking towards it. Like I watched a particular yeah. video and what he was saying was the moment you start learning, like the moment you start learning, the moment you start adding more knowledge to yourself, like. You don't have to. You don't have to seek some things. They begin to come to you, and yeah. I, I, I started applying those things into my life. Like, I was very like. Of course, I grew to um a point that I was very like. I, I used to ration my life into segments. There was a period I was so particular about my academics. I got all the like the degrees, the certificates. I got the ones that I needed at that part particular time, and then I moved to. I moved into getting a particular set of finance. Then. So I was like, okay, it's now time for me to get to this part, you know. And I was like, yeah. I really, I really didn't like the kind of. And my mentor would tell me, um, most of the people that then people that came to us because I allowed it. Like I said, I was going with the flow. Like I was really going with the flow because I felt um, they're not that bad. But she she kept on hammering on, is this what you want? And I was like, what if what I want is not realistic? So that's the thing. It is very realistic, like because you walk towards it. Like anybody, like she was like, there's nobody cannot get. Like if you want to marry the Prince of England right now, and you walk towards it, you will get it. <laughs> like, like she was like, there had there has to be this decision. Like she was just like she was very particular about it. She said you have to make a decision, and uh, don't just say okay, I, I want this right now. Just like you say you want to travel to Canada, you want to travel to the UK. You have to start working towards. You have to get your passport. You have to, you know, like you start working towards. It. It's the same way with, like you said something about your mentor. You said you had to make sure you were there. 
didn't just it didn't just it didn't just sit down and just be like I I want this lady to be my mentor. You you walk towards it. You get and I think that's something that that's something that a lot of a lot of people need to actually learn. So often you actually did like you've dropped you've dropped a lot of um nuggets which you usually do. It's like a norm for you. And um I have learned and I'm sure a lot of people that will pick up this this podcast will actually like learn from it because um it's something like we are all ruling, like we're all going with the wind these days in Nigeria. Like in our space, we, we go we hear a lot of people say just go with the flow. But and we call people that are refusing to go with the flow, we call them aggressive. We call them um uh we call them fighters because we feel like they're not they're not they're not they're not they're not willing to roll in the mode. Instead they want to stand and fight. So if you're one of those people, please keep on fighting. Please keep on setting standards for yourself. Keep pushing forward. Often do you have any other thing like you want to tell us before like we round up? Um Okay. So just round up. Yeah. The truth about setting standards is that you really cannot set standard for it. And nobody will set it for you. It's your personal standard. Mm-hmm. You can't set a standard for yourself if you don't know who you are and where you are headed. Mm. That's the big All these things we are talking is just talk until you discover who you are and where you are headed. Mm. And it goes that who you are will define where you should go. And we can talk about purpose. And people can say, oh, purpose is cliche. But the truth is that, sure, find who you are. If you don't want the word purpose, no, Allah, find mm. who you are. Mm. When you discover that, and it's, going to, it's a long process, you need to sit with yourself mm. for a while. You need to answer some hard questions. There are certain questions exactly. that I, they were really hard. Exactly. You know when you discover certain things about yourself by digging deep, and you're like, oh, God, so this is me. Mm. Right. You need to answer those questions and then mm. define, oh, this is the standard of my life. Yeah. You find out your core values. One of my core values is contentment. Mm. Contentment, because there's a lot happening. And if you're going to grow in a certain career, you're going to mess up if you're not contented in your journey. Your finance is going to be messed up if you're not contented. All right, so another of my core value is integrity. Integrity mm. in everything, whether it's finance, whether it's handling clients' accounts, what, whatever it is, whether it's saying, oh, I need to, if the client says I should do this and do this, I'm, I'm going to do this and not do this, they will not notice, even if they will not notice. Mm. Integrity, right? So what are those, what are those your core values? Yeah. It will help you set standards to say, because this is my value, because this is my core value, True. because integrity is my core value, yeah. I will not, the standard, my standard is that I will not falsify information. True. I will not do this. I will not do that. But if you've not discovered what, who you are and what your core value is, you where you're headed, yeah. most likely, you know. So again, where you're headed, for instance, you want to become, let's say you want to become a, a policy maker, for instance. You know that if you falsify information, it will hook you for fraud. Sure. You'll find it. You know how this you know these things can affect you if you if you don't put the right documents and then you get employed finally mm. and then somehow HR finds out it's going to be a mess. Yeah. Right? So all of these things will define what the standard should be. 
Yeah. So where are you going to? What mm. do you need? What's what soft skills and values do you need to mm. help you navigate to that place that you're going to? When mm. you find those things out, you now set standards to say, because of these values and because of where I'm headed, this is my standard. Yeah. And then, right? and then take it easy on yourself. You don't get it all figured out one time. It's sure. a process. It's not a, it's not a destination. It's a sure. journey. Sure. You keep evolving into who you want to be. You keep finding out more things. You keep discovering that you are such an amazing person. And you can be everything that you want to be. Wow. wow. So those are my last. Thank you very much, Shirley, for this opportunity. Thank you so, so much for, like, taking the time to have this talk. Like, um, like this would really, really impact. Like, I know I will come back and listen to this for myself because you said some things that are actually speaking to me as well. And I'm sure a lot of my listeners would actually um, pick up on this. And I'm really, really grateful. I'll keep watching and rooting for you from afar. And adventure. Maybe sometime in the future we'll have a physical, a physical podcast where you can come maybe to the studio because that's the plan. And you can, you know, have this conversation. Oh, shit.